Welcome to Kingdom Mandate with Apostle Sidney Quay, head pastor of Shekinah Avenue. Now, let's listen to today's message. We wait for you. Eternal Father, we thank you. Your word is blessed, even in Jesus' precious name. Amen. We take Ephesians 6 18, Jude 1 20, 1 Corinthians 2 7, Ephesians 6 18, Jude 1 20. 1 Corinthians 2 7. It says, Pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the Spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. To that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of all the saints. So I focused on the first part, which says, Pray at all times in the Spirit. The bracket is not there. It's just to, it's amplified. They are amplifying what was said. So he's expanding it. So pray at all times. He says that one, every occasion, every season, pray. How? In the spirit. With all manner of what? Prayer and entreaties. Jude one twenty. he said, but ye beloved, he said what? Building up yourself on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. So when you pray in the Holy Ghost, What you are doing is that you are building what? Yourself. Simple. You are what? Building yourself. So if I were you, what would I be doing? Building yourself. Imagine you had money and you want to build. Some people have got projects that are stuck. They are looking for what? Money to start. This is free show. You can build it how you want. He says that when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you build up yourself on your most holy faith. I'm going to read something that is a little bit shocking before I read 1 Corinthians 2.7. Actually, he had instructed them to contend for the faith because the faith, some guys had crept into the church and they were messing their faith up. So he gives instruction. That's Jude 1. Let me read 12 and 13 so that I can begin preaching. Look at the definition he gives. These are spots in your feast of charity. When they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear, now he's describing those guys. He said they are clouds without water, carried about of winds. These are trees whose fruits with red. Then he adds the other part. Without fruit, twice, twice dead, plugged up by the roots. You see, the next one will say they are raging waves of the sea. They are like, you know, they show up like they'll do something, but he said they are wandering stars. It looks like they are shining. Then you see that, oh, no, 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 no. And as sad as this is, it is the reality, a lot of Christians, they are clouds without rain. They say a lot of things and they experience nothing. And that is how the faith had been reduced. Now, people will talk about healing and they are sick. Talk about the God of prosperity and they are, they are poor. They will talk about they want to, when you enter into Christ, God is our all. God is the highest power. Meanwhile, they are afraid of witches. And this is where the dilemma is. You see believers who say that God is the strongest and they are afraid of spells. They are clouds. I just, it should be any First Corinthians 14, I'll read 2, 3, and maybe 4. Then I'll read First Corinthians again, 2 and 7. Then I begin talking to you. Then like I said, my intention is not just to talk. My intention is that anytime I teach, we practice. So we'll be practicing it here. So when you get home, you can do it. That's the in- intent. 
It's not to be show you uh, some superstar. No, 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 no. Show you what it is. You practice it. It works. So it says, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. How be it in the spirit? He speaketh mysteries. So underline mysteries. Let's read the same thing amplified. Amplified enlarges it a bit. It says, For one who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands or catches his meaning. Because in the Holy Spirit, he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. I explain that spiritual realities are facts, truths in the word of God. Things in the word of God. That when you take, applying it to your three beings, that's to say that when you believe it in your spirit, it's understood by your soul and you act on it, you will have realities. You will have, you have what you read. And these truths that are real because obviously a lot of things people hold on as Christians, it's not real. There are fictions, some stories, fables, and when they get into trouble, then they realize that what they were holding on, it had no foundation. A Christian should be able to survive anything at all. Anything at all. From sickness, any, you should be able, your capacity is that you should be able to survive. Survive anything at all, anywhere at all. That is who a Christian is. I like the way John G. Lake said it. John G. Lake said that the Christian is the best of man. The best presentation God can give to man is the Christian. He said this Christian stands unique in the whole of creation. Because in that man is God himself. In that man. <laughs> and I envy his life because I will study him because what I saw in his life and what he said is real. Now, this truth we have looked at. Later you can go back. I started last week to look at speaking in tongues. Then I told you that as powerful as Elijah's prayer was, as powerful as Moses' prayer is, as powerful as someone's prayer was, as powerful as all these guys were, their prayer cannot be compared to speaking in the language of the Spirit. Because language of the Spirit is the Holy Spirit himself praying for a man. So rather than envying and trying to pray like Moses, pray like Elijah, allow the Holy Spirit to pray for you. Having said this, he is waiting to pray for you. What a privilege. This is the way Corinthians puts it. Corinthians says, you see, Paul dedicated a whole chapter to speaking in tongues. A whole chapter, chapter 14. The whole of the chapter is about speaking in tongues. Why? Why would you take out of 15 chapters? He pulls out one. He did not talk about anything as much as he spoke about tongues in there. Why? Because he had explained that when you look at God, God as the Spirit has got manifestations. God as a Lord in the person of our Christ has got administrations. But God himself as himself, like let me say himself, a way that you understand. He has got operations. So he tells you that when the Spirit is around, there is word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirit, working of miracles, healings, gifts of healings. 
interpretation of tongues he said that once the spirit is around these are the manifestations we capture them into nine then he tells you that the Lord Jesus has also set some people in the church apostles, prophets, pastors teachers evangelists as people that administrate they sit in there and they minister but when these two things are in operations we call them the operations of God an operation when you doctors are here when you are performing an operation the surgeon is there so this guy is responsible for what? the anesthesia so that in case anything is happening maybe we plan for 30 minutes then we realize that the way the operation is going we may not be done in what? in one hour he is there so that he can what? he can extend it and give us time to what? operate aside that we have got nurses we call it operation you cut, you open, you take some things, you replace some things, you put things together. We call it operation. This is medical field. The security field also have got what they call operation. One time they carried an operation in my zone. It was sweet. Police, oh my. Their uniforms top. Guns zoom into the house. Papa, position one, two, three. Pa, pa. We hit the door, open. They caught the guy. We call it operation. <laughs> Before you realize they are done, they are going. God does these things. And in the operations that God does, there are eight of them. One of the operations is called diversities of tongues. And I explain here that in that category, you have tongues as an evidence to unbelievers. You speak in a language that is known. And tongues as groans. Uh, what, what the prayer guys we have been doing. Ayo, kayo, ayo. Sometimes it's manufactured. Kayo, ayo. We have manufactured it. Because it comes... He does not just come by will. That is a product of the Holy Spirit. Like, I want to preach somewhere. When I was done, they had to carry some four hours. The guy, the, it was a lady. I left them. I, I told them, let her, let her travel. Eh? He said, continue for like three or four hours. Ah, ah, that, that one is real. Not the ones that we come. Immediately we start the prayer. Ayo, kayo. We have just started. <laughs> but you see, the prayer warriors can be exempted because they are usually in prayer. It stays with them. So there is that one. Then we said that within that operation of diversities of tongues, there is the one given to you as a prayer language. And there is one that when you come to church, like the way we are here, and you lift your voice, we expect you to interpret. If you don't interpret, the Bible says, shut up, keep quiet, speak to yourself. That is tongues for interpretation. So Paul takes time in chapter 14 of Corinthians to give all the guidelines with these tongues. The one for prayer, which is the one that we have commonly now, which I said they should go and do it for someone. That one is so necessary for you. It is the single thing that God has committed to you to build you up. It is God's operation that will open you up remove some dead unwise stuff from your inside and replace it with what he wants so Paul said I Paul I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all he is telling them that he he spoke in tongues more than them all because he had committed himself knowing what this can do your build up your being built up is dependent on this because when you speak this, it is hidden truths and secrets which you are speaking. 
And I am going to read to you what it should do for you. Before we move on to the next step, because we are going to do it now. Paul had prayed to the point whereby what he had prayed about in his spirit, he had been able to break it into a message. And that is what he preached. So he's telling us how he got it and what he does. He said, but we speak the wisdom of God where? In a word. In a mystery. Even, even, even what? The hidden wisdom what? It was ordained for what? It was ordained before the world for our glory. So the Holy Ghost takes these mysteries which has to do with your glory. I like the way the message puts it. Later read it. The message says that this mystery is supposed to bring the best out of you. So as you speak in the language of the spirit, the best in you must come out. But how many people consistently do it? That's why Paul said, when it comes to prayer, you must first pray in the spirit. Before you pray without your then he said that if you even sing, start first in the spirit. Because what? You are edifying yourself. You are speaking divine truths. This one is for your glory. This is personal. And this is the way the Holy Ghost does it. The Holy Ghost in coming in 1 Corinthians 2. The Holy Spirit is the only one that knows what is in God's mind. He knows what exactly is in God's mind concerning you, your marriage, your life, your salvation, your home. He knows all of that. In knowing that, he reveals it through this language empowering you to be able to fulfill all that he has known so you are privileged I like the way the message says it again he said when you speak in tongues you are praying by the power of the spirit this is an untapped gift we play around it we joke with it he says when you speak in tongues you are in the spirit instantly bible not what you think forget what you are thinking bible I have told you in church that what somebody says is irrelevant when you pick Bible. But a lot of believers are so interested in what people say. Bible teaches you. When you speak this language, if you don't want to be a Christian, you can be a Muslim or a Hindu guy or a Scientologist or an atheist. But once you say you want to be a Christian, the standard for oppression is the Bible. Modus operandus. Bible. It says when you speak this language, you are speaking mysteries which were ordained for your glory. What should you do then? Speak. Speak it more than you speak your own language. In language is carried attitude, characters. Sociologists and psychologists say that based on a man's language, you can tell whether they are violent. You imagine you see a guy walking with a wife. After they walk, he says, shut up. The woman, shut up. You, you already can tell that word. That guy is what? Is violent. Culture is embedded in it. It's the same way the Holy Ghost brings the language from heaven. And within the language as you speak, there are attitudes that flows. Characters that flows. Without your knowledge, it's rubbing on you. That is why when you want to get angry and you speak in tongues, you will stop. Unless there is a devil in you. If you are angry, no matter how angry you are, if you speak in the language of the Spirit, you will calm down. But a lot of people don't. Some people can pray it and still they are the hardened criminal. They are like, but any because it comes. This is a glorious language given to us. It carries mysteries. Mysteries. When you speak, you are speaking mysteries. Lift your hand for one minute. Speak a little kabahaya. For one minute. That's why I ask you if you can speak in tongues. I said it's for believers. 
I'm going to open up the mysteries to you very soon. Limo Kobosia, Perina Mumatia, Elelelehura Masarikaya, Ikerian de Kosaba, Ibalin de Makosari Anoka, Prene Kosandi Bayontis, Nelele Kosaneko, Abe, speaking the language of the Spirit. We teach you things so that you can practice. Speak it. Let your hand be lifted and speak it. <laughs> hey, glory. Glory. If you're up, lift your hand. And say, don't be gentle at all. This is not a kind of service to do those things. Speak it. Knowing that you're speaking mysteries, hidden secrets for your glory. For your glory. So he begins to write about them. Let me read it so that you know that it's in the Bible. Colossians 2 2, Ephesians 1 9, that their hearts may be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, and of what? Of the what? 
The fatherhood of God is a mystery. When you get born again, these are the first thing the Holy Ghost wants to give you is this one. Because listen, if you don't get this, you will learn wrong stuff from places. People will teach you wrong. I am, I'm building my case. I'm building it. So Sydney Quay, we'll be right back. Follow us on all our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Skype, YouTube, at Shekinah Avenue. continues first mystery you see we all don't we all have not appreciated what it means to be a father the holy ghost needs to speak until your spirit being can begin to understand that god he has become my father not my god he has become a father my protection my preservation my wholeness is all his responsibility but your mind it cannot understand now you will do small the traditional religion we are coming from has told us you do he does you don't do he kills but the father how many of you fathers here you have killed your own children your daughter did something then you took care i remember when i was in ss one guy came to beat me with cutlass because of my brother's sins when he was dead he was beating them so the day i was going to school he took me he took me when he got there he was taking fast strong it's like that yeah yeah they were marking me down those that they had beaten for six years it was left with the last batch. So they said, Akwei. They beat me until I was not sleeping in the, in the hall. I slept in the class and I changed place. Ah, the mattress, thick one. Today I watch when nobody's looking. I put it by a trunk at one room, sleep. So when they come looking for me, they are not there. Strategy to live by. Where have I must say what this was? Mr. Redeemer, he took me and the guys were punishing me. Because he was a school father to some people and punished them. You see. The first mystery is that the Holy Spirit begins to pray the fatherhood of God into your spirit, in your being. That's why the Bible says, if we are now sons, then we are heirs. Joint heirs with Christ. And the Spirit Christ, Abba Father. First thing, as your hand are lifted and you speak in tongues, I'm teaching you the mysteries. This is why you must do it consistently. As your hands are lifted, you are praying about the fatherhood of God. I'll give you three scriptures. We lift our hand. You begin to speak in tongues knowing what you are doing. 1 John 3, 1. 1 John 4, 18 and 19. Romans 8, 35 to 39. 1 John 3, 1. Let's read it together. 1, 2, go. Behold, what manner of love the Father has what? Bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of what? Of God. Look at it. He said, therefore, the world does not know us. Because he knew him, Lord. Can you confess this? This is how high it is. Nobody knows your capacity. None of them. Not including your mother and your father. Including your boss who has employed you. They don't know your capacity. The only one who knows your capacity is God. And the only person who can introduce the capacity is the Holy Spirit. So the first thing when you speak is that he brings you to one manner of love. You begin to, with, together with all saints, you begin to comprehend what is the length, the breadth, the depths, the heights of the love of God. He said, when you know this, you'll be filled with the fullness of God. Today I can't deal on fullness. Next year I'll do that. But this is the first mystery. This is one. You begin to become aware. I have a father. How many people stay long with what I'm saying? Pray. 10 minutes. 
Eradia Dase. What do you do so? Ah, you dase. Only me here, dear. You list all your murmuring and trouble. What you need is not what you are asking for. Allow him that knows you and knows God and knows what God's plans are. Allow him to build this into you. Let him build it so deeply into you. Listen, I work on earth. I say it here every time. I don't fear anything. I'm going to quote a scripture for you. To live is Christ. To die is gain. Nobody can threaten with any death prophecy. I kick it out. I have said it here and I'm saying it again. You see, when I say it as your pastor, pay attention. God has called you to live by the word of God. No visions, no dreams. Those things, nobody has lived by them successfully. For your information, he said dreams come by the multitude of what? Activities and business. Ah, some people say, hey, and I saw the vision. Listen, we lost the brother. In the faith, and after that, come and see the mother killed him. Some said the wife, others said that he didn't do what he was instructed. When I was talking to him, he was saying, I said, You are you this foolish still? So, oh, apostle, I said, Yes, I said, You are still continuing on this path. So, apostle, I said, I, I pity you, all this exposure in God's word. You are still thinking like this? Somebody killed him. And he died. A pastor. And you think that thing is more powerful? I said, if you don't change, you will go the same path. Because people are so fearful of things. Because they have not been perfected in the love of God. The Bible says that perfect love cast out fear when you allow the Holy Ghost to take you on this journey of fatherhood where he reveals to you the love of God. There is nothing at all you can fear. You will throw your fears away. The fear of the future. The fear of death. The fear of enemies. You will throw them far away. He said when a man's ways pleases the Lord he even causes his enemies to be at peace. Not that they love you. Not that they want to be at peace. But what they do doesn't work. See, teaching you Bible. If you listen, it will help you. I have vowed at the altar of God that I won't teach any chaff. You know I can teach chaff? Chaff? Oh, chaff? A lot. Where you are coming from is your trouble. Go and ask your great-great-grandfather what they did. When you go and find they did something. Everybody's great grandfather in Africa did something. If you're in Africa, they did something. So I've decided that since I got born again, I got into the place where God became my father. And that answer there. This thing, it is tongues. Things like people building cultures on spiritual fathers. God alone is the father. You see, concepts, and it has lost its value. Because we have overstretched it. Pastor Dana called me a father. This became a father. But that is not my want. It's not my interest. Oh, what do I? When they call, what does it do to me? Nothing. But it's reverence. They are honoring me. They are just saying it. I don't stand. They are not saying that I'm protecting them. For what? If God that they know can protect them, am I the one to protect them? No. 
So I teach them God. I teach them the word. So that as a father, what I do is that I impart life. And life is the word. I impart that and deliver it. And I'm telling you, the only person who can take you to the fatherhood is the Holy Ghost. And the first way he can do it is speaking in tongues. And when he takes you into the love of God, Aya Bahaya, cannot read it for you. First John 4, 18 and 19. Let's read it together. There is no fear in love. Continue. But perfect love cast out what? Fear. As torment is a fear. He that what? So anybody seated here and you fear, you are not perfected in love yet. Lock yourself a little. What are you doing? You are going deeper a bit. He said, he that feareth, he is not made perfect in love. Now he's going to open it up to you. Read the 19. We love him because we have turned the life equation around. When you love God, then God loves you. Who told you? Do you have the capacity to love God and he loves you back? What capacity do you have? The Bible says, in that world, when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In that world, when we were at our worst, he died for us. First, he loves us and we respond. And when we respond to his love, then we are really loving. Not that we are loving so that he responds to our love. From where? Bible doesn't teach that. At worst, is the Old Testament standard. At best, the New Testament teaches you this. He first loved us. We are going to pray a bit. And the Holy Ghost is going to take us deep. Because the mystery of the Father has got to do with love. For how God so loved the world that he gave his son. If you see son, it means he is referring to father. So it's the father's love that gives the son. How many people can be, you can get so deep here. You're going to lift your hand and smile. This is the mystery waiting for us. The Holy Ghost want to pray this. Pray, pray it. Until the point whereby you know God as a father like you knew your earthly father as a father. Until the point whereby you can trust God like you trust your natural father. Who in all his limitation took you to school. He even moved heaven and earth to pay your fees. How much more your heavenly father? Will he leave you along the way? Get deeper a bit. You have to get deeper a bit. Will he leave us on the way? Will he forsake us? He said even you. Who are wicked by nature. You know how. To give good gifts to your children. How much more shall your heavenly father? You see, when I preach like that, I feel like shouting. But people are not getting deep. Get established. Like I say here always. Ministry. I'm doing ministry to the point where I'm tired. Then I die. Nobody can kill me. They're not here. Look, nobody. Not on this earth. Not in the heaven. The day my time is up. And God says, son, it's time. Then I know that I'm gone. But until then, anybody who tries, I'll kick them out. Because I know the love of God. I know it so well that I have no fear in life. No fear for my wife. No fear for ministry. No fear for children. No fear for business. I have no fear for membership. You know sometimes as a pastor, some members can put you to fear. You can show you where power. I remember one pastor told me. He said he was building a church, serious church. Then one millionaire who helped him a lot. He came and said, don't be teaching these things. Here I am leaving this church. He said when the man left, he shook him. Because all the things he was doing was the man who was helping him. And what child does say? Look, the way I've taught here, nobody at all. I believe solely in God. Everything I do, my first, I lift my eyes first and foremost. There are a lot of people here. If I walk, if I walk to you 
Then I tell you to give us this. Will you say no? You will look for it. Have I ever done that? No. Why? What for? I feel it's, I'm cheapening. What for? I don't need it. God, I talk to him. He will appear to you. Go and find a man. Give him what you give him. Why? I understand fatherhood. He is responsible for me. So I love him. Because he loved me. But the Holy Ghost must take you deeper. So that all your fears are disappearing as you are loving him the more. Your fears are disappearing. School, marriage, home, all those fears, business, the future, uncertainties, it takes you deeper. It does not matter what any man says. You can stand and laugh because you know your father is greater than all. That's what Jesus said. He said the father is greater than all. He measured up. He said my father is greater than all and it is in his hands I've committed you and nobody can pluck out of his hand your spirit being is coming alive you are working it out whereby you get to the point no fear the only fear you can entertain is reference for God apart from that don't entertain anything spells charms amulets dreams prophecy some even fear their own shadow we lift our hand and pray for five minutes uninterrupted Speaking in the language of the Spirit, knowing that what manner of love the Father has bestowed. Romans 38, 35. Let's read it with joy. Who shall separate us from the love of God? He shall what? <laughs> Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, or peril, or sword. He's asking a question, so answer. Let's go back. I'll read it for you. It's a question, so you must answer. That's why we do Bible meditation. You see questions, answer them. Let's go back. Let me read it so that they answer. I said, who shall separate you from the love of God? Can anybody separate you from the love of God? Can anybody separate you from the love of Christ? I am asking again. Can anybody separate you from the love of Christ? Can anybody separate you from the love of Christ? Answer like you are a bold man. Can anybody at all separate you from the love of Christ? Brothers and sisters, shall tribulation separate you from the love of Christ? And let me give you an explanation so that you put it in the back of your mind. The love of God is not idle. It's always working on our behalf. So whether tribulation is coming, you are safe. Either God will deliver you or he will keep you. As simple. That is what his love does. He either takes you out or he gets a testimony for you whilst you are there. I declare that blessing over your life. I declare that blessing over your life. You cannot be separated from the love of God. When men refuse to love you, God will show you love. When systems are against you, God will show you love. But is it grace? Shall nakedness separate you from the love of Christ? If they take all you have, will it separate you from the love of Christ? We will get what we lost plus what we didn't, the interest of what we lost. All shall be added. I said, is it grace? I said, is it grace? Shall distress separate us from the love of Christ? Those who think like this, the Holy Ghost has not taken them deeper. That's why we get worried over famine. We get worried over distress. We are worried over who and what. We're getting in deeper, deeper a little. Partners fail you, you are afraid. For what? Ask for new partners. Love of God. Famine. Nakedness. Peril. Or sword. Shall he separate you from the love of God? The love of Christ. Shall he separate you from that? What he's telling you is what he said. What is the love of Christ? He said, for God so loved. The world that he what? He gave. So he is telling you that God's love can only be seen in Christ. When you see Christ, you have seen the love of God. That's why the Bible said, if he did not withhold his son, 
but gave him up for us. How shall he not with that same son freely? I said freely. Healing is for free. Take it. Deliverance is for free. Take it. Deliverance is for free. Take it. Healing is for free. Take it. Deliverance is for free. Receive it. Money is for free. Take it. Somebody didn't say amen. They don't know what to say. Favor is for free. Grace is for free. Elevation for free. Promotion is for free. Peace for free. Some of you need peace in this area. Peace for free. Joy for free. Receive it. Are we afraid for tomorrow? Are we afraid? No. Is it because we are strong? Because we really pray. For information we pray. But is it because we pray? Is it because we fast a lot? Why? It's love. It's made perfect. As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all day long. Even in the West, our love is rest assured. Because he had told us that if we are killed for his sake, he said we will get a better resurrection. We know, you see, we know and we love him. It does not matter at all. Put us in a pit. Either we come out or it becomes a testimony. I declare over your life, God will take you deeper into his love. Amen. I said deeper into his love. Amen. We are accounted like sheep Jesus. for the slaughter. Pay attention to the next verse. In all these things, we are what? In all these things, in COVID, we are more than what? I said in COVID, in an economy that may people look bad, we are more than what? We are more than what? Congress. We are more than Congress what? Through what? Through him that what? That loves me. Oh, glory to God. For, for, I am persuaded that neither death nor life no angels, no principalities, no powers, no things present, no things to come. We don't care what is coming. We have love. The love of God. This is why we don't fear. We don't fear principalities. We don't fear powers. We don't fear what? Things to come. Things that are, things that will be, what will be, what will not be. No height, no death, no any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Which is where? Which is where? You have a dream like we were talking. You have a dream that you are dead. You rise up. You say the love of God is taking me where I need to go. You feel weak in your body? You are sick? You tell us that the love of God is giving me healing even now. Is it grace? I see angels of God all around. You speak in the language of the Spirit for three minutes. Knowing what I have said, you can look at your Bible. You read the scriptures a little. You can look around. You read the scriptures a little. Beloved, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the sons of God. Let every hand be lifted. Let tongues rise in the building. Let it rise in the building. Let every eye close. Forget somebody's by your side. Remember the scriptures. Beloved, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the sons of God. Beloved, what manner of love. Beloved, what manner of love. Beloved, 
What manner of love? What manner of love? What manner of love? Nothing will go wrong in your house. Your body will be whole. Oh, what manner of love? What manner of love? What manner of love? Rabaha, Mandele Kosila, Milili Bradinosa, Elena de Sirigata, Berenda de la Surada, Alela de Yazua, Madele Gadelega Balagusa, Irana Kosaya, Membre de la Kosila Bahaya Gaze, Telela Mohonda de Krista. Glory, one minute more. to Kingdom Mandate with Apostle Sidney Quay, Head Pastor of Shekinah Avenue. For prayer and counseling, please call 0200-999-852. Join us for our Sunday services from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Locate us at Shekinah Avenue Auditorium opposite the Washing Bay, Saika, Obodo, East Lagon. Until the apostle comes your way again, speak, remain blessed.